Peace and love and welcome to The Daily Brief. I'm Neil Anderson and joining me now is Dr. Bill Winston. He's the founder and senior pastor of Living Word Christian Center, a non-denominational church in Forest Park, Illinois. Dr. Winston is here to discuss legacy, ministry, and Operation 10 City Campaign, which was created to inspire the faith community. And it will be right here in Los Angeles this weekend, February 24th and 25th. And Dr. Winston is here to tell us all about it. Welcome to The Daily Brief, Dr. Winston. I am glad to be here. It's such an honor, such an honor. I followed your ministry, been inspired, uh, been encouraged, been challenged. Um, and it, it, it's just an um, honor to be able to give you your flowers right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, the reason why we're talking right now is because Angelinos are in for a big treat this weekend. Yes. Can you tell us about Operation 10 City? What we want to do is break through some things. We just feel that uh, there are certain black and brown communities that are really, uh, that wealth gap is widening. And uh, we believe that we can come with the kinds of knowledge and wisdom and programs and so forth that can break through that and close that gap. And uh, we think that that gap leads to crime, leads to drugs, leads to illiteracy, just you name it. Uh, poverty is uh, is a curse, and um, we want to get people out of it. And so one of the things, the uh, biggest reason for poverty is the absence of self-production. And so mm -hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to unlock some things that let every person know that inside of them there's genius. And the only thing we have to do is find out exactly, you know, what kind of giftings and purpose and call that you have and get you in that and let you just accelerate. And we feel that when we do that, we can actually create the kind of economies that can close that wealth gap and put people on a, on a par so that they could be a real contributor and we can lessen some of the hate and all the things that go along with it. You said poverty is a curse. What did yeah. you mean by that? Well, in the Bible, if, of course, I'm coming from a biblical uh, perspective. In the Bible, poverty was a part of the curse. When Adam sinned in the garden, then a curse hit the land. And one of the uh, results of that curse is poverty, and another one is sickness, and another one is death. Uh, mankind was not really designed to die initially. They were designed to live forever. And so once uh, mankind sinned, now death became a part of the, their destiny. And so now uh, what happens is everybody's got to die. The Bible talks about long life, long life. God can guarantee you 120 years uh, if there's Christ in your life. But my point to you is in poverty, poverty is one of the things that, that feeds early deaths. Poverty also is a thing that feeds sickness. Um, you'll find that uh, if you want to look at things like uh, the uh, this plague that just uh, is hopefully letting up now, a lot of deaths took place in the poor neighborhoods disproportionately. And uh, the reason why is because uh, the food that is eaten, the kinds of diets and so forth. So poverty is, is, a, is, a, is a thief. Um, it robs us of esteem. It, it tries to take away uh, our relationship with family and children 
and it doesn't pass on a legacy of goodness and so forth. So when we come in after poverty, we're coming in to eradicate it. And one of the first things we do is we just don't go after giving people a lot of money. What we go after is their esteem. We go after the fact that if we can bring people to a place of self-producers, then they can establish their own communities, provide jobs for their own people, and so forth. So can you talk to us about some of the programs or some of the panels and seminars that'll be taking place on Saturday? Well, we're going to have everything from wealth seminars to entrepreneurship seminars. Uh, We even had entrepreneurship time for the youth. Uh, We're going out to get 120 youth in high schools around the LA area, bringing them in. And we actually want to show them entrepreneurship. We had, uh, last year, we had a young lady who, in her teens, um, she actually came up with an invention that made her a million dollars in two days. We're showing you how to use your actual cell phone to start a business and run it. Um, things like that. Things that people haven't heard of. You know, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. <laughs> and so what we're doing is we're trying to give people knowledge plus tangible opportunities. We'll have some uh, businesses there that uh, have openings to hire people. Uh, we have an expungement. We have a time that we're going to actually, uh, those who have gotten and been incarcerated at one time, now what we're going to do is you get the records clean because there are certain things you can't do or vote or whatever because they had a record. We want to make them free, totally free. Mm-hmm. And so we're bringing them in and we're paying lawyers to have the, the records expunged and so forth. We're giving hope. Too. We're going out to the two communities, Crenshaw and Compton, and we're actually giving away clothes and food in both those communities. And these clothes are brand new, and these are name brand clothes. Talk to us about, you know, uh, what inspired the tour. I just, on, on, I, you know, I look at the news and so forth, and I see things not getting better, seem to be getting worse. One of the things of the church, the institution of the church, is to come in and the church is supposed to be that uh, vehicle that would bring uh, light and hope and and preserve the earth and people's lives. And we're supposed to lift oppression off of people and so forth like that. And I said, there's some certain people that don't even have a chance. I've also seen in my past when I first came here, right after I got here and we got started and really started taking off, had about maybe a couple of thousand members at that time. And so what happened is God, uh, one of our members came to me and said, hey, my boss wants to see you. Her boss was a chairman of a Fortune 500 company headquarters here in Chicago. And I went to see him and he said, Reverend, I want to know what can I do for black male youth? I said, okay. I said, Bob, I can't tell you what you can do today. But if you give me seven days, I'll come back and tell you exactly what to do. Well, in seven days, I prayed about it. The Lord spoke to me, and I got a whole PowerPoint. And I just took it and put it in front of him and began to flip through it. He said, that's it, Reverend. That's it. I got $40,000 to start with now in my chairman's fund. Can you take that? I said, hold on. Let me get a bank account so forth. We got those kids at first. When they came in, 20 of them from different high schools, Okay. I said, what do you want to be? And, and, and I told them, and they began to get up and tell me what they wanted to be. They either wanted to be Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, or one of the Mikes. And uh, <laughs> okay, 
after six months of taking them to places like the CBOE or the, the trading floors and all of these big things, came back and said, what do you want to be? One of them got up. He said, this is one of my hotels. I told them, don't tell us. Draw it out on the paper. And they drew out these big things. Now, I'm just saying, what are we doing? Unlocking greatness. Wow. That's what we do. We unlock part of my reason and purpose for being here is to take the people to the promised land. I feel it's in my heart. It's 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 my mission in life. And so I'm going now to 10 cities from, from Los Angeles to Philadelphia. I want to go to where Satan has shot his best shot and wow. show him that God is greater and we're unlocking greatness. I want to get your thoughts on what are your, um, what is the state of the black church today? When you started, when you see um, how different ministries, you know, you have these terms like health, wealth, and prosperity. Then you have social justice. Um, what are your thoughts from when you started and the state of the church today, the black right. church particularly? All right. When I was very young, I was brought up in Tuskegee, Alabama. Uh, our parents were part of the Tuskegee Airmen. And that's why I ended up flying fighters myself in combat. I just saw the church and I saw us meeting and so forth and going to revival and so forth. But my parents soon uh, got a divorce. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, okay, now why, why is the church, what, what is the church supposed to do for my family, you know? And so I just kind of got old enough and got away from it. And um, what happened is I came to IBM and after I finished the military and I started working in computer sales. And so things started happening and I found myself back seeking God in my life. And that's when I got born again. But when I saw this, I saw, okay, now what are we doing? I mean, what, what is the reason for it? And I learned something about a subject called the kingdom of God. And I saw something. I saw that's all Jesus preached. It's about a new kingdom coming into the earth that brings peace, that brings joy, that brings provision, that brings wisdom. I, I saw that. And I said, this is not being preached. I started preaching with another person. You might have known him, Dr. Miles Monroe. And we started preaching the kingdom all over. And when the kingdom comes, everything changes. And I start preaching that and teaching that. And I, I can take the black church and bring us back to kingdom focus, you'll see the principles of kingdom are so powerful that they will eradicate poverty, that they'll cause conflict to cease. And they'll cause this idea about us hating somebody because of the past that's over. See, if you have the kingdom in you and the kingdom provides the wisdom that you need, then nobody can stop you. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what Booker T. Washington learned. And that's why he created more self-made millionaires than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton combined. But that's my point. I'm saying that, thank God that we can come to church, but church is not a building. It's a people. And that each one of us has the kingdom in us to provide for us, independent of what's happening around us. This is something that most people haven't been taught. And I think the enemy has been a part of that not being taught because it's so powerful. It will transform the worst neighborhood in the city. You are considered a preacher's preacher, but who do you go to? Who would you, who do you go to when you want to hear a word outside of your ministries? Who are you listening to? I, I have 
um, each uh, year we have a IFC called the International Faith Conference. And I have speakers from all backgrounds. I have speakers from overseas, uh, Tudor Bismarck, uh, Jakes. I have people over here, Copeland. I have people over here in the evangelical community. But what I do is try to surround myself with people, or if I have a question or we go to think, I may call up one and say, hey, what do you think about this? And and what about the the, the this tithing issue? What are your thoughts about it? And blah, 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 and that kind of thing. And, and it's more of a counsel rather than uh, a counselor. Ultimately, I pray about it and let the Lord talk to me about it. Right. A meeting of the spiritual minds. There you go. All right. So you brought up tithing. Um, this is a question and a debate we had um, this week, actually, um, here at the Los Angeles Sentinel. And it was about tithing. When you tithe, does it have to be to the church? Because some of us like maybe consider tithing to Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. or a nonprofit organization instead of giving to a physical church. Yeah. But is the concept of tithing only based to a church or is it just 10% of wherever you want to give to All those? Right. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to tell you this and um, this is my study of the tithe because I have to do deep study because you're asking one question, so other people are asking other questions about the tithe. The tithe goes always to the local church. Now, if a person doesn't have a local church where they are being spiritually fed, Mm. that is the tithe. Now, the tithe is so important because it opens up windows. Now, those windows are (laughs) windows that give you creative ideas. Mm -hmm. Windows are things that cause favor to come in your life some of the spiritual intangible things that you get with a tithe. And that's what a tithe does. And who should tithe? Anyone that's in the covenant, because that tithe keeps that window open. And God wants people, his people, to stay blessed. Now, somebody say, well, you know, suppose I don't have the money to tithe. Then you just do what you can before the Lord that and pray that God would give you what you need to tithe and first give you knowledge. Because in my life, I just didn't think I had enough money to tithe. But I tithe because the Bible said so. And when I did that, things began to happen that I did have enough money and I could do everything I needed to do. See, it's not under the law. It is a law. That's the spiritual part. Now, if you want to sow a seed, because... Let's say I bought a shopping mall, our first shopping mall. God says, sow this seed. And I sowed that seed. And all of a sudden, that not only did the blessings come, they dropped the price of the mall. All of that happened because I sowed that seed. More tangible things happen. You follow what I'm saying? You, you make room for miracles to happen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, I'm going to be talking about debt cancellation power. I'm going to talk about everything because all this is real. I preach what's happening in my life. You can, if others can preach other things, but I'm preaching what I am doing. I am doing just that. We're going to have um, Tim Story is going to be speaking uh, first. Uh, Tim Story, as you know, he's he's in that whole uh, your part of the country. Uh, Tim Story is a powerful man of God, but he has a lot of celebrity um, people that he ministers to, and so he has a powerful word on 
on setbacks or set up for setbacks or setbacks for setups or something like that. But he's telling you how to get, how to use the principles of the kingdom to get ahead. Then we have Dolores Thomas. She is president of Pres uh, president of our Joseph Business School. Now, our Joseph Business School is an entrepreneurial school teaching how to do business God's way. We have it now in five continents of the world. And so she is now president over that. She uh, was born in Jamaica, uh, Harvard trained, uh, also doctor, PhD, um, MBA from Harvard, uh, done well, been in large corporations and so forth. Now we produce almost close to 40 millionaires, and we, we plan to produce 100,000 millionaires. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I, know, I know it's a big number. We're going after, see, we go after these cities. And once we start this thing going and show them how to do it, it's amazing how we move up. Uh, we have a video of a young man who came out of prison, into the school, started his restaurant, and boom, all of a sudden, now he just hit a million dollars in uh, revenue. So we're doing that and so forth. And then myself, I come on, and I'm going to preach on some things called the God factor and talk about that. And then at night, we're going to have miracles. Donald Art's going to be coming on just before me. I had Donald. Donald, remember the church. He He's all over the world now. But when he was sitting way up in the boundary on the balcony in the church, he was taking notes. I'm teaching on the blessing of Abraham. And yes, he, tell he, us he, about that. Tell us about that before you go, uh, okay. Dr. Winston. Okay. Dr. Lord says that everybody, you all know it. The blessing of Abraham, popular gospel song. Donald Lawrence references you. What is that all about? He is. He's got a, a number of them now, but. That blessing of Abraham, I was teaching on it because the blessing is a powerful thing. And the only thing, us here in the West, we don't recognize the blessing much. We, I go overseas to Africa or go to India. They see me, oh, Dr. Winter, would you bless me? Would you bless? See, they understand the blessing because you can lay somebody your hands on somebody who understands that blessing and their lives are changed forever because there's an anointing that comes on with the blessing. So he wrote, about the blessing of Abraham, got stellar awards and everything else for it. But he started writing based on my preaching. And I talked about that blessing and Abraham's blessing and the blessing of the Lord on your life and so forth. He wrote that thing and it just took off. When I go around the world to preach, they still play it to introduce me, the blessing of Abraham. Angelino's Operation 10 City Campaign is coming to Los Angeles this weekend. That's February 24th and 25th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Now, for more information, and you have to sign up, head on over to Operation10City.com. Thank you so much. God bless. Okay, God bless. Now, for the latest in Black news, you want to head over to LASentinel.net. And guess what? We have a new look, new website. So check us out. You can find the Daily Brief there. And you can also find us wherever podcasts are available. I'm Neil Anderson, and you have just been debriefed.